Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, guys. Welcome. I am Lutana Oruche, as you know, of course. And guess what's back? It's been about two years since this and it is euro talk back on the tana talk soccer podcast i stopped it for a while um because i thought it was the worst thing to do but apparently mm-mm. now we're back of course if you didn't know what euro talk was on my show euro talk of course i go through the major talking points from europe's top five leagues from the past week so it's every week every single week or every single game week rather you have euro talk and this week was so action-packed actually you had Chelsea, Tottenham, Conte and Thomas Tuchel on the touchline giving us all the all the action, all the drama, all the like. That alone was enough to talk about. And then what about the football being played on the pitch? That was fantastic as well, the intensity. And of course, Anthony Taylor, you don't, you don't come out of this unnoticed. We have to talk about <laughs> Anthony Taylor, sorry. We've got to talk about him, we have. And of course, Manchester United, man, you... They got trounced by Brentford 4-0. Arsenal, of course, fantastic win. 4-2 at home against Leicester City. And of course, we saw all the drama that happened in the league. Oh, Mbappe, Messi, Neymar and social media is going absolutely crazy with Kylian Mbappe. Of course, you know, Messi has uh, a mammoth and fan base and, you know, Messi fans and Neymar fans. And uh, yeah, it's, it's Kylian Mbappe is basically painted as a guy who's about to blow up the world or start a third world war right now on Twitter. And there's, there's, there's a lot of more and that's what I'm here to do. So without further ado, I'm going to jump right into it. Um, uh, first of all, I'll start with Manchester United and the way things are perceived because a lot of Manchester United fans love blaming the owners. And this is my opinion, right? And and the beautiful thing about my podcast is I, I talk like I'm talking to someone just in front of me, right? Like just there, you know. So I'm not I'm not here to preach. I'm just here to have a conversation. So with that being said, it'd be very lovely if you guys join in the conversation. Tell me what you think in the comments, you know. 
on social media. I really want to know what people think about this. So, of course, many Manchester United fans everywhere have been talking about the owner, the leadership, the directors, Ed Woodward, people like that, although Ed isn't at the club uh, anymore this season. And it, it's, it's been a very popular take. And of course, one of the most famous Manchester United fans in the world happens to be no other uh, but Gary Neville. And Gary has really been very consistent in his takes on Manchester United and the problems stemming from the ownership. And even though he's not totally lying, I mean, on, on, on surface level, like on paper, if something isn't going well, if an organization isn't going well, the bosses are there to take the slack, you know, even though maybe they don't really do anything, you know, but, you know, they will, they will, they will, they will get blamed for it. And of course, if things go well as well, they would also receive uh, credit for it unless they are FSG, the Liverpool owners. Uh, yeah, but apart from that, yeah, if things are going well, then usually the bosses of companies or things are seen to be successful. Uh, but usually, of course, all is never in their hands, and usually, like the same the same line of actions from owners can lead to either or, depending on how people below them perform. So Manchester United at the moment are performing very terribly on the pitch, quite terribly on the pitch. And I must say something: Manchester United aren't this bad because of Joe Glazer or any other Glazer. That team, because I mean, we all play football, right? Okay, not all. At least I do, and I have done all my life, and I'm sure a lot of football fans do. And that team is stacked with a lot of good football players. A lot of good football players everywhere. And there's one thing, it's one thing to underperform. For example, 17-18 uh, when Manchester United finished second in the league behind Pep Guardiola's Manchester City. And they, they weren't really in a race, you know. And they finished like double-digit points behind Manchester City. I think it was 18 points behind Manchester City. So that was second position. But a lot of people, fans and also critics or analysts, like myself, you know, a lot of people were, this is not good enough. You expect this team to challenge. And if you look at where Manchester United is today, uh, you know, this team could have as well qualified for the for the for uh, this new UEFA competition, the Conference League, if West Ham hadn't slipped up. So basically, they screwed up that badly that they may not have even gone to Europa. Manchester United, a team that has that, that millions and millions and even billions now has been spent on in the past decade. And they don't even look like a team that can qualify for Champions League. So this is a colossal disaster, of course. And But as I was saying, there was one thing, like there's one thing to underperform maybe as a team who you expect to win the title or expect to at least contend for the title and be in the race, right? And maybe you just fall short. And a lot of people will criticize. Same thing that goes on with Liverpool and Jurgen Klopp, of course, where, you know, they found themselves having a very fantastic season and just for one push of Manchester City. And a lot of people analyze that, criticize that cool you know but at least one thing you know is that the team is performing at the level they are meant to perform that very top level but Manchester United here they are, they are way off they are way off where they are meant to be and I tell you they are not here because of Joe Glazer they are not here because of anybody they're not, it's not this bad because of them maybe their owners can be the reason between them being nearly men and actually going over the line to win the big titles but they are not this bad because of because I mean you criticize your owners a lot for what reasons I mean what are the reasons I hear like mostly to be fair so we look about the infrastructure and and what's going on in terms of a new training ground in terms of investing in the stadium saying rust is in the stadium and stuff hey Mr. Gary Neville Sancho doesn't have three Premier League goals since he signed for Manchester United because of the rust in Old Trafford stands and I'm not saying 
that Old Trafford having rust and not being taken out or renovated or whatever is a good thing. But this does not directly affect the performances on the pitch. So when you see when you see terrible performances like you did uh, against Brentford, what you do is not to go and start talking about the rust in the stadium and the stadium is getting old and the owners are no, that is not why. That is not why Scott McTominay is not playing well. That is not why these things are not happening. That's not why Ericsson is getting played as a defensive midfielder. A lot of things that happen on, on pitch are actually based on on-pitch decisions and on-pitch performances. You know, there's no perfect team in the world. There absolutely isn't any perfect team in the world. Uh, Alexander Zinchenko being played at left back and of course he's a really good player he's actually a really good player and that's why that's why Manchester City bought him in the first place he is a good footballer very good midfielder a solid midfielder to say the least you know but of course being deployed in the left back position they went about their business I'm sure if it's a club like mine that would have been the topic of 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 moans and stuff like that you know what I'm saying so these things these things don't actually like you have to do well on the pitch there are a lot of, there are a lot of factors and I'm not coming here to actually tell you what exactly it is like oh I know Enric Ten Hag is not the man or Ronaldo is the problem or Russian like no but I just feel like the approach from my United fans they're just, they're just not being honest you know that's not being honest they say things like the owners are, are not spending out of their pockets I, I mean I'm no, I'm no businessman I haven't studied business but from my knowledge of business and please the business guys out there tell me if I'm wrong isn't every corporation or a well-run corporation at least not meant to isn't isn't meant to fund itself isn't it meant to be able to fund itself why uh why do the owners have to pump in money why does that have to be relevant you're buying players for 80 million 90 million and whatever million you're spending the most money in the country but you're just criticizing that when the signings end up flopping you're criticizing that they don't put their money like why do you have is that even is that even allowed i thought that's what uh manchester city and shakeman saw we're being criticized for all this while. I mean, what is even financial fair play in the first? It's not like you're meant to spend what you make. So I don't understand how that's a bad thing. And when you look at Manchester United and them spending the most money, from the owner's point of view, like from the very top, from the very, very top, you can see, like you cannot blame them for a lack of ambition. That is just preposterous. You cannot. You cannot because nobody is okay in spending of one billion pounds over the last few years if they want to be mocked they weren't spending they weren't okaying the 100 million and 80 million and 70 million signings to be mocked they were okaying that because they wanted to win so it hasn't worked all right but lack of ambition is just crazy things that Manchester United tell, fans tell themselves today when you have the club that spends the most money no it's not a lack of ambition and coming back to the on-pitch things, I think a lot of things have been clear for Manchester United over... Like, I can remember, like, I was just going through my old tweets and I saw, like, all my comments on David De Gea, um, like, five seasons ago in the 18-19 season when, like, he was... He made so many errors leading to goal that he was so poor. And, I mean, this is, like, five seasons later and he's still my United's number one. I mean, and people wonder why Dean Henderson had that interview. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So there's a lot of things about Manchester United that aren't going well, that haven't gone quite well. But, but... I think there's some things that are clear that you can at least maybe it's it's actually fine lines you know like someone like Harry Maguire who's who's been on the end on the receiving end of a lot of stick he's someone that I felt like all the stick and everything was quite exaggerated uh but to be honest last season I he was just he was just culpable for a lot of things that went wrong in Manchester United like 
like almost every goal of course not almost every goal is an exaggeration but just too many goals they considered that of course led to Manchester United dropping points which they did in so many games it was just culpable I'm just like nah this is just not good enough this is just not good enough you know I talked about McTominay earlier there's a lot of things the attackers well, how is the coach trying to play so this, this, there's a lot of things that are wrong with the club and if after every match time United lost you see an embarrassing performance from players who are being paid so much money from players who were who who were who, who who their former clubs received so much money just to bring this is a good sign from the owners in terms of i'm not saying it's exactly good to maybe overpay players but i'm saying if you look at the intention you cannot come and then be criticizing their ambition i'm not having that now moving on to arsenal they've made a very fantastic start to the season i mean right from precision arsenal fans have been buzzing uh, it's something that kind of happens almost every season. You know what I'm saying? Arsenal always have that very... I mean, if you look at Ateta, Ateta has won a trophy. He's won the FA Cup, you know. And the, 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 the second, like the, towards the end of the season, especially in, in Ateta's first season at Arsenal. Uh, the following season, by the way, I I, 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 I predicted Arsenal to, to, to get into the top four. I was quite confident because of what I saw then. Because of what I saw then, Arsenal were quite a difficult team to beat. You know, they played my team Liverpool uh, a few times. They played Manchester City as well. If they looked old, it was just so convincing extremely convincing in terms of the way they played and i i backed them and stuff abumayang was playing on that like that like you see guys like alba salah and kdb like alba was right up there amongst the best performers in the premier league he was like he was proper world class in his performances you know we were seeing all these things but the problem with arsenal i feel over the last few seasons has been constant like even emery now his time is regardless I mean, Arsenal were cooking during the period under Emery. They were cooking. They were cooking. So that's the thing. So right now, all the signs are positive. They are really positive, you know. What can I say? You know, because these are good players. I've always maintained this. Like Arsenal's last few years, which they haven't qualified for the Champions League. Maybe it's in the last six years or so. Uh, I'm not in the mood to do math, but something like that anyway. Uh, they have good players, of course. Really, 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 really good players, you know. So they've always like for me it's always been a case of cross underperformances you know uh, from the Arsenal players so now good players are playing well they're performing this is good this is good like this is what they're meant to do Gabriel Jesus is very talented man he's very I, I can't remember when Master bought him man straight like he is he is such a good player but of course like from limited game time to probably his own versatility being able to drift out wide and his hard work so a lot of the time like like when he first came, it looked very certain. This is the person that's going to retire Aguero at Manchester City. And for spells, it looked like Guardiola already retired Aguero, to be honest, because Jesus was getting... He was a very good footballer, very good footballer, by the way. Uh, there's a lot of, like, I feel in the biggest teams in the world, right? You always see these kind of players who are really good players, but kind of go under the radar because, of course, you know, like the KDBs and stuff of the team. But when you give them their own team, you actually see the quality and it's never been like Gabriel Jesus. It's never like there's been no doubt in my mind. He's, he's a very good footballer. So, like based on my knowledge of football, I expect him to do well at Arsenal. Like irrespective of the start he's had, like even if he didn't start well, I would have still backed him to do well. But it's lovely for him that he's hit the ground running and that would give him the confidence to continue. And the likes of Martinelli as well. Same thing I'm talking about, consistency. Consistency. You know, because Gabriel Martinelli, everyone's raving about him. You know, I just saw a tweet on Twitter now that said Gabriel Martinelli for 6 million is one of the greatest deals in, in recent history. And I'm like, no, what has this kid achieved? No, of course not. I'm sorry to be a Liverpool fan here, but Andy Robertson, who has been absolutely world class for five seasons now, who's absolutely unbelievable, was bought for eight. And there's a lot of examples like that, you know. There's a lot of examples like that. You look at even Zinchenko from Manchester City. And also, Gabriel Martinelli has shown flashes, you know, he's shown flashes. 
that he's that he's really talented because when he's when he's going at it, he's he's, he's impossible to keep up with. He's one of those players, right? He's one of those players. Like I've seen him against my team so many times. I I, I watch Arsenal every week. It's impossible to keep up with, you know. But the thing is that like you just have to. That's the difference, you know, between a top team and whatever team you are. It's not really about that peak quality you can get to. Uh, it's just that consistency. It's all positive and good like that. But like from, I'm just really, really, really watching and seeing if they can keep it up because. If it's in terms of performing well, I know they can. Now, moving away from Arsenal, let's go to Chelsea. The game yesterday, Antonio Conte, Thomas Tuchel, what is going on? Like, I for, for a moment, I felt like I was watching Israel Adesanya and... Uh, sorry, I don't watch UFC. So, some other random UFC block, right? Uh, face-off and all that stuff. It was, it was really intense. Uh, and to be honest, like, <laughs> I don't support violence or anything, but... Like, I think everyone can agree that that has a bit of entertainment and generally after the game, it gives people a, a bit more to talk about. Also, uh, Antonio Conte also posted a story of Thomas Tuchel running and said that he's lucky he didn't run towards his way when he was celebrating um, James's goal, I think. Uh, and, and Conte said on his Instagram that, that, that Tuchel is lucky he didn't run his way because he would have tripped him. So it's getting mad right now. But let's go to the on-pitch thing, right? Because I mean, as a Chelsea fan, how do you come out from this game? You come out from this game like in two minds. You're pretty calm. You're pretty happy based on the performance, based on on the fact that that you 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 totally dominated a Tottenham side all game long. Tottenham have arguably the best front three in the league, and I know Arsenal fans might not like hearing this, but in terms of when they are going, no, like what they have in their locker, what they have in their locker, Kane, Son, Kane, his ability to do certain things on the ball that enable Kulusevski and then Son. It's unbelievable, you know. And sometimes I wonder why Conte doesn't just... Because when you see Tottenham go for it, they tear teams open. Like, Manchester City's Liverpool's, like, they tear us open. Like, they are good, you know. And Chelsea yesterday just, you know, nullified. There was nothing really, nothing too much from them all game. There was no constant threat. Chelsea's centre-backs, Kali de Kulabali, oh my goodness. He's such a good player. I saw Jerry Carragher saying something about Kulibay not being very fancy or tidy or what on the ball. Oh, Jamie, sorry. I'm sorry. You got, like, he's so good. Like, it's not just about pinging long diagonals. It's about those, about breaking the lines with those passes on the ground, you know? Breaking the lines. Like, things that Liverpool fans go crazy for Thiago Alcantara. Of course, I'm not saying Kalidou Kulibay passes the ball better than Thiago Alcantara or drawing a comparison. But I'm just saying that those ground balls, which Andres Iniesta used to do a lot, like, the pace only the weight. He was doing it effortlessly for fun yesterday. And talk about uh talk about the goal he scored as well. The technical ability to prove that off. You know, it's just interesting and, and generally speaking, there's a lot to be happy about. And Chelsea also missed some good chances as well, which they which they'll regret. But I think the talking point, of course, we cannot move away from, from Anthony Taylor. I'm sorry. Another Premier League season is here and we're still talking about these things. And these things, like, at the end of the season, yeah, when you analyze your results, right? Let me say a Chelsea side, for example, finish a point short of the league or whatever. Or just, you know, of course, everybody's still going to drop points one way or another, you know. But it's it's hard when refereeing performances are directly affecting these things. Because, okay, you, like, Chelsea will still play poor games, right? Chelsea, every team will play poor games. This is where they drop points. So you don't need more points taken from you, right? No one is going to win maximum points in this season, right? No one is doing that, right? You're going to have your off days and the fewer they are, the the more likely you are to win the league or something, right? Everyone knows this. This is basic. But everyone's trying to limit that. Like your coach, is, every coach accepts 
dropping points because okay we move on you know you're always going to have those games but why should the referees be taking away games from you like this like Chelsea we could have is it like what are you doing grabbing someone's hair in the box like where on earth did that become legal and as much as I'm very pleased with the result and like coming into this of course it wasn't really on my mind to talk about it but it's my job to put away my my bias as a Liverpool fan and what I prefer and actually because I mean I'll be going mad like oh, where is that legal right where is that legal right Look at me, I can't even talk. Because I'm wondering, I'm wondering, I'm wondering. That's dangerous play. I mean, let's not forget about blame for a foul. Like, I, I'm thinking maybe red card because, like, what are you doing? Just pull yanking someone's hair. Like, how how is that allowed? I mean, I've got I've got braided hair, so I can imagine someone just yanked. How? How? Like, even if you go to the hairdressers there in London and you want to get a trim. I'm sure they're not going to be yanking off your hair like that. And if they yank off your hair like that, you're gonna be you're gonna be pretty mad. I'm sorry, I forgot Taylor doesn't have much hair. Well, Anthony Taylor, if you're listening to this, you understand what I'm trying to say, right? Imagine if you have hair and you want to take it off, right? Or like when you had hair and something you want to take it off. And you go to the hairdressers, right? They're not gonna take it off your head like that. Are they? No. They aren't, you know, so it's, it's, and if, if they do so, you're gonna be mad. And that's a place where you're going to actually take your hair, um, you're going to that place to get your hair taken off. Sorry. But this is a football pitch. It's got nothing to do with hair. Like, none of that, right? So, I I can't understand, you know. And finally, 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 there's been a lot of drama. (laughs) What's going on in France? AKA Farmers League. I I don't believe it's a Farmers League because actually it's footballers that play there, not Farmers. I I don't know if you laughed. I, I, I intended for that to be funny, but... Like, like even me like when i hear, hear, hear what i just said i don't think it was that funny but anyway just forget i said that uh moving on so that's the whole mbappe needs to be humbled narrative that's going on <laughs> man <laughs> like the thing is i think the thing about right now the way football is right now is that we take very tiny things and just blow it completely out of the water you blow it completely out of proportion and it's quite a common thing now. Like, everything seems to be a thing. The whole Mbappe push Messi thing. I promise I've watched it at least six times. And where is the push? But, like, stop it. If Mbappe, like, because, I mean, everyone's talking about PSG have created a monster. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. He needs to be humbled. Blah, blah. He's 23 and you give him... People are talking like he's some kind of war dictator. Like he's Aladdin or something. Like, uh, Guys, girls, calm down. Breathe. What? Like this is football. Everyone wants to win. And uh, like personalities clash. Personalities collide. Uh, there's no coaching world football that you ask. And uh, they don't have fights in the dressing rooms. You see, Like we see even when we get footages, right? the few times we get exclusive footages into like the dressing room and stuff we even see after games for example players have a go at each other like we saw David Silva and Kevin De Bruyne and wait De Bruyne was shouting let me talk let me speak let me speak this like this is just a like like I'm not trying to say nothing went on there but but it's nothing that would be going on in in like maybe two like no because this is like we forget like I like that's the thing again. That's why I also really say, do you guys play football? Like you're mad, but you shake over it and you move on. 
you move on like you move on everyone wants to win that's just the truth mbappe wants to win messi wants to win neymar wants to win and the whole uh mbappe needs to nah man this this guy has really been so consistent mbappe is arguably the best footballer in the world and i'm not here to say he's the best footballer in the world but i'm telling you arguably the best footballer in the world he's extremely consistent the likes of neymar and the likes of messi let me even start from neymar the likes of neymar for example Ooh, of course everyone knows who neymar is right the great neymar one of the you know greatest players of our generation but where's his consistency where's his consistency of course part, partly has to do with injury but also last season like i mean i mean he started the season very all right uh, as at some months ago he had scored only two open play goals in the league in the past uh 13 months so what's all this? Mbappe needs to be humbled. Mbappe was the guy showing up on Champions League. Like, where were these guys? Where was Messi? Where was this guy? And I'm not I'm not trying to now justify whatever you think is going around with Mbappe or whatever ego. But a player like Mbappe has an ego. Of course he does. And so will you and everybody in the world if you were Kylian Mbappe. Because he's freaking good at football. He's arguably the best footballer in the world. Why did PhD give him blah, 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 blah? Nonsense nonsense are you going to watch mbappe go if you had mbappe he's 23 years old and he's about the best football in the world already we see him on the champions league against like mbappe is consistent mbappe is mbappe get it in your head you have to respect what he's done for himself and his club and what he's shown so far for his club and for his country at 18 years old won the world cup arguably the best player in that tournament as well he was absolutely fantastic so i mean don't like, don't call me and disrespect mbappe with this i saw one tweet saying messi will like mbappe should like watch himself because messi can't make i don't make mbappe make mbappe <laughs> that's funny man like mbappe has been doing his things in messi's absence you know He's been doing his things in Messi's absence. He's shown Barcelona against Messi and call his quality in Messi's absence. So I don't get all this talk. Whatever, like I just, I just don't like. It's just not very realistic the way we blow things out of proportion. Like whatever it is to become, it'll be fine. Wherever Mbappe sees himself today, he deserves it because he's been absolutely uh, moving at the rate of an old timer, and that's what he's treated like. There's so many narratives. Of course, I also saw the video of uh, when uh, Akhtaraf Hakimi was going with the ball and Mbappe didn't receive the pass and he threw his hands up in the air and turned. And at the end of the day, we're human beings. That's something that's very bad. I'm not going to encourage that. That's very bad. That's very wrong. And I'm very sure that the coaches, of course, will say, hey, 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 this is not acceptable. You have to run. You have to keep doing. But at the end of the day, we're human beings. We have temperaments. That's the problem I have with all this. Why do we consistently want to read meaning into, like, not read meaning into, but blow everything out of water? You know, which I just want to ask you, what player has not like flared up or like what? So it's it's fine to condemn Mbappe for not sprinting. Like it's it's not right. It's not it's not the right attitude, but he's a human being. And we don't really need to paint him like some supervillain or something, as a Homelander would say. You know, he's not a supervillain or anything. He's just a young man who was upset about something. And he'll realize that. He, he knows that. But we've all had those moments, you know. Like we've seen moments t- time and time again where Messi absolutely makes no no like doesn't even seem interested in stopping a play that leads to a goal for Barcelona or whatever a play that he was very close to 
He just seems totally disinterested. So there's a lot of things that we can criticize about every single footballer from the from the point of effort and your temper um, your temperament in that particular. There's like every if you want to start go, go and start fishing. So that's why you cannot afford to just start making big things out of these things when they happen. They happen, you criticize and you move. It's not more than that. It's not more than that. Neymar and Mbappe party together there and you still see them again they'll be fine doing their stuff playing twitch or whatever you know anyway make sure you like share and subscribe that'll be all from me today i hope you had a very very lovely time listening to my very beautiful voice uh i would love to hear what you have to say particularly and especially about manchester united and what's happened now with Kylian Mbappe and the whole situation that's been making rounds on social media. Do have a very, very lovely day and week and life. Yeah. yeah. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.